last time on You Meet in a Tavern. So I, okay. I am literally throwing the house at this guy. The Balrog okay. Grog, the bonus of the um, the fist wraps, the extra attack. I'm just, I'm just, I'm destroying this guy. Yeah, I can't even fucking deny it. You lift your both your hands up as you bend your right knee and just shove it in this dude's face. And his nose is broken and his eyes go cross-eyed as he is mid-air and kind of flips backwards onto the ground and lands on his stomach. And he does not move. And he is toast. And you hear from outside the arena this low horn sound out like signifying that another combatant has lost you can see a thick iron chain in a heap kind of around its around its feet and the chain is connected at one end to this large metal collar that you now see around its neck and the other end is stretched out to a thick wooden stake that's driven into the ground a little bit behind it um, and actually you see with an 18 you see above this stake is this small glass box Um, that contains a single golden key floating there, glistening in the sunlight. I think we need to get that key. True. Uh, First off, hey, what's your name? What's your whole deal? Are you some kind of wizard or what? My name name is is Shattermast. I I am a witch. A witch? Fucking sweet. All right, you charm this owlbear, and he's like, oh, oh, you know what? On, On second thought, I'm not too hungry. You walk over, and you're able to lift the glass box above the stake. Uh, pretty easily and you grab the golden key and you feel the ground shake and you you hear the crowd gasp as alternating horizontal sections of this tower split apart and begin to rotate in different directions as metal arms fold and turn outwards from their sections. So this tower was kind of like different layers of metal and rock and metal and rock all the way to the top. Your eyes follow the tower up to the top and you see that there are three arms that branch from the top um, with fixed platforms at the end of each of these arms. These arms are not spinning. And as you look, you see a pedestal emerge from the center of each of these top platforms, on top of which lies a bright golden chest. And from the top of this arena, which is covered with this this great big tattered cloth um, that you didn't see before, uh, a an hourglass lowers and its uh, sand begins to fall from the top. And you can see from the corner of your eye, your collar, starts blinking from a green to a red oh yeah carl get my key (laughs) i drink my health potion clap the fists together i'll see you guys in a minute thumb across the nose a big loogie into the ground and i'm running towards the orc What's been happening? What's going on? Where are we at? Um, we are. We're in the shit. We're in the arena. We just met up. Uh, Durf has a key. Carl bound some lady who got warhammered to death uh, because he tied her up and left her there. Um, I don't think that happened, did it? Probably. Did the other did. Guy that bitch is yeah. mega dead. Like guaranteed. I'm sorry. We just crossed a uh, was an, an ogre. Or an orc with two foot long uh, uh, tusks. Um, he's coming out. He's killed the javelinier. I'm going to go uh, body bag him is how the last episode left off. Um, and hopefully Carl and Durf are going to get the last two keys while I yeah. work this guy over. And I'm riding an owlbear towards another owlbear. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 You guys are still in it. Um, I think we're going to kill like this four. fucking king. Yeah. With our dicks. Yep. (laughs) We're going to dick them to death. (laughs) (laughs) There's four more combatants, I believe. Um, And you are face to face with 
this giant orc who just destroyed the javelinier. He's got all his javelins in his pack. Um, and him and the three of you are about equidistant from a brown owl bear that's kind of looking from side to side. Not really sure uh, what's going on. So what's what's your plan here? Wait, I'm sorry. How far? How far? Uh, you guys are probably each about maybe 50 feet from this creature. Well, if we're staying to the angle presented at the last, uh, at the end of our last session, I've already, I've drank my health potion, so I'm at max HP, and I am on the move directly towards the orc to intercept him, so that uh, Carl and Durf can make their way up the, the, um, the platformed tower. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it is. Uh, well, no, I, my understanding of our so I, we were, me and Carl were going like straight from where Sparky was tied up to like the owlbear, one of the other owlbears, like the one on the left, I guess, from us. Correct. And you were running with us and kind of peeled off further to the left to go fight the orc over by right. like where the you, rocks and stuff are. Is that, yeah, is that basically guys, accurate? You guys were all like facing the, the owlbear and Tug just got a running head start. So he's maybe like. 10 or 15 feet in front of you at this point. Gotcha. Um, the keys in that you're looking for, that you said you guys were looking for, are on the ground level. Um, the chests that, Durf, you think the keys belong to are at the top of this tower with the spinning platforms. Um, each of the remaining two keys are guarded by those owl bears that are attached to chains to a wooden stake. So, right, so, so Kirk is... I'm essentially inter- my my yeah my goal is to intercept the orc so you guys yeah, we're can, gonna go get the keys right so you you can do your druidic whatever get the owlbears on our side or what have you once we can unleash those guys maybe it can become like a we just cut those three loose like the owlbears loose on whatever combatants might be left I'm literally like a stall tactic to give you guys time effectively to yep. do what you got to do so the orc doesn't interfere is was what my thought was. At that point in time. Okay, sweet. Um, let's see, how are we going to do this then? Because you guys aren't really in initiative. Um, maybe we, sh- we should probably put you in the order just to time everything right. So maybe on your turn, it's just basically movement towards what you want to do. Movement and like skill checks while Tug is combat with this with this orc. So let's do that. Why don't we all roll initiative? Okay. 14 for, du- 14 for Tug. I got. Uh, remember, Durf, you get uh, advantage on all initiative. I did remember this time, and uh, twenty-one. Nice, nice. Seventeen for Carl. God damn! How am I always fucking last? <laughs> <laughs> you have the highest <laughs> decks. I need. And you rolled pretty need, well. You need to get new dice. I need to get something. All right. Um. First up, then. So okay. So the scene right now, basically, like frozen in time. The orc barreling towards this owlbear. Tug barreling towards this orc. Owlbear confused as shit on who to look at. Um, Durf and Carl. Durf on top of uh, his own owlbear, Sparky. Carl just to the left of him. Um, And Durf, you're up first. You're about 10 feet short of where Tug is. About 50 feet from the owlbear attached to that stake with the key on it. And how I'm 50 feet. And and if I remember right, his chain is like 30 feet long. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I will just go to a few feet short of um, the next owlbear. And I forget, Sparky's the white one? Yep, Sparky's the white one. You're headed towards the brown one. The black one's over to the right across the tower. Okay. Pretty far away from you guys. Okay, we'll go. I'll, I'll go to just a few feet short of the brown one. Okay, um, that's just your movement? All right. Yeah, well, so here's what doesn't... So we're kind of doing this like we're in combat, but me and Carl are not going to be in combat. Well, I mean, it's initiative, so there is going to be a fight going on. You can choose to be a part of it, but your actions are going to be whatever actions you choose to take, whether you fight. I mean, if you go into the um, proximity of this owlbear, he's probably going to attack you. Uh, So, I mean, you might get you might fight, you might not. But whatever actions you take have to be turn based just because there is a combat going around where you are. So you can choose to be in that combat or not. And, and so what, how does like talking and stuff? Talking is free action. So, okay, yeah, this is all part of your turn. Okay. So movement and then an action talking would be a free action. Okay. Well, so I will say, 
hello, sir, to the owlbear. And um, I'll, I'll tell uh, Sparky, Sparky, uh, introduce me. Okay, sweet. All right, so so you so you rush towards it, um, and this brown owl bear sees you and Sparky, um, and is just like Sparky, Sparky, Sparky. What's going on? What's happening? Who are these people? And Sparky's like, "Don't worry, bud. Don't don't worry. Uh, they're cool. They're cool. This guy's with me." And um, and the other owl bear is just like, mm, I, don't, "I don't trust these people. All these people running at me at the same time." Uh, f- fuck this, fuck this. And he starts to like panic and, and like stretch his chain and it's just creaking along this stake and he's he's just in a, in a panic mode. So do you want to do anything? Any kind of action? I can, is, is, he, is he straining like towards me to attack or he's just like freaking out panicking like he wants to run away chaos style or what? Yeah, kind of like chaos style because there's literally, there's basically you and two other uh, people just running straight towards him. One of them is a huge ass orc. So he's just kind of like running back left and right, not really sure what to do and can't really escape because of this chain. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to be like, hey, man, um, looks like you're tied up like your friend Sparky was. Uh, I can get you out of here. If you calm down a little bit, help me out. I can take you to some dead bodies that you can eat. And um, we can all we can all just be friends and, uh, you know, go around this arena and do friend stuff. How's that sound? Okay. Um, why don't you roll a persuasion check? Uh, 17. Okay, yeah. So he he calms down a little bit and kind of like runs over to you, uh, still chained. And he is like, um, he's like, okay, 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 I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Um, what what do we do? So he, I, I guess what I could probably do is, because I used it on the robot the other day, is I could use, I could just use, um, what's it called heat heat metal on like the tip of his chain where his collar is and just mm-hmm. kind of let him pop off the edge of the chain. Okay. Do you have any spell slots left to do that? Isn't I do. That like I, a second I have level? quite a few spell slots. In fact, uh, you know what? I didn't mark that I used it last time, so I only have two left, but I do still have two left. Okay. So you so, can choose to use it on that. Yep. I will use one of my remaining two level two spell slots to heat that chain so he can break out. All right, sweet. So so you, um, along with his help, who he's kind of like ripping away, you touch the end of the chain attaching to his collar and it heats and kind of melts away and he rips free. Um, up next is Carl. Uh, so I see Tug ahead of me running in. I'm going to pull out my bow and attempt a shot at the orc to try and distract him from focusing on Tug. Okay. Uh, yep, you're good. Go ahead and make an attack roll. 17. Uh, yeah, that hits. All right, and my bow is 1d8 and 1d4. Seven. Seven damage? Okay, yep. yeah, so you you fling back with this metallic bow that you have, and it strikes true just on his left shoulder, and he kind of butts back a little bit and stumbles, but still is still running forward. Um, Tug, you are up. Okay, so <clears throat> the um, the orc and I are running at each other, um, what are my action options here? Because I know when we're running, it kind of shifts how many things you can do, right? Well, yeah, no. I mean, even if you're mid-run, um, you still have the same speed, which I think for you is like 35. Uh, it's 30. It's 30? Okay, yeah. So you can dash, which doubles your speed, but that's your action. Um, you can hide. You can disengage. Uh, you can move a certain distance. Um, you can always move and then you take an action so you can choose to do any one of those things. You can dash to get close or you can just move your speed and, um, you can ready, which basically means that you say what you want to do in case something happens, you like set a trigger. And then if that action happens, then you get to take an action. So like if you were, um, behind a rock and you said, if an enemy passes, I want to trip him. Basically, if that enemy passes, then you get to automatically take that action before anything else happens. Um, kind of what I'm like thinking in my, <clears throat> my, uh, my mind's eye here is while I'm in movement towards the orc, I'm assuming he's in movement either towards me or towards the owlbear. So I don't know if my 30 feet would get there. But essentially, I just kind of want to do like a drop kick to his foot to his ankle just to like topple him over 
So not like not like do okay. any sort of attacks or anything, but try and like knock them prone. Uh, you know, just by launching myself full weight, feet first, kind of just drop kick, but like right in his uh, right in his ankles or something or one of his feet. Okay, yeah, yeah. His target is pretty much this this owl bear and where the key is. So he's not really paying. I mean, he sees you, but he's not really paying that much attention to you. So yeah, I'll let you kind of run, rush forward, and just kind of drop kick his his ankle so that he trips. So go ahead and roll, um, just roll a normal uh, dexterity attack. So just d twenty plus dex plus proficiency. It's like an unarmed. It's like an unarmed attack. So it's twenty one plus proficiency. So two. So twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you describe it? So I'm running to cut off this orc. The orc is running towards the brown owl bear. Kind of in elementary school fashion, when somebody would kick your like right foot behind your left as you were stepping, so you trip forward. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just drop <laughs> okay. kicking him in his lifted leg to kick it behind his other one in his movement to just <laughs> topple him forward. So he's like mid stride, and you kick his foot up, and he goes, Whoa! and he falls forward and slides along the dust, and a big cloud of sand kind of rises up, and he is prone. Um, it is his turn now. So he's going to get up from that prone position and turn around and face you. And he's super angry. Um, and he's going to just take a sprint towards you and strike down with these long-ass scimitars that he has. Okay. And he rolls a 17. That ties. Okay, so that'll hit. That will definitely hit. And so he strikes down across your uh, left arm and does six slashing damage to you. So what is the difference between slashing and otherwise? I've never really understood that. Does that mean like um, I'm like bleeding or something now or something? No, some creatures are like immune or um, resistant or vulnerable to certain types you of attacks. You also get armor gotcha. that protects you from certain. Right, 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 right. Okay, Durf, you're up. I am. Okay, so I have... So this creature is friendly to you. He's not necessarily going to do whatever you want because you didn't charm him, but he's not attacking you. Okay. Um, I, well, first I'll go scoop up the key, the second key. Um, I don't think that's close enough for you. That's well, yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. That's good. Well, All right. So that's like I'll, 20 I'll, feet away. I'll bring the boys to scoop up the key and then, um, turn and just kind of head over towards uh the final albert okay yeah so so you um you get you like giddy up sparky and he rushes over and you scoop the key up with your right hand and just do like a 180 turn towards the other albert which is about 100 feet away um carl you're up i'm gonna rush in and attempt to divine smite this org and put an end to him. Nice. Okay, go ahead. With um, what are you? What weapon are you using? Chillrend. Broken Chillrend. Okay. Yeah, broken Chillrend. With the power of falafel, Ooh. natural twenty. Natural twenty. No way. Are you kidding yeah. me? Okay. Damn. Uh, what does Divine Smite do already? Like two d ten. It's uh, the extra damage is two d eight for a first level spell slot, and then one d eight, which doesn't. For each pass to first. So okay. it's basically children's basic attack plus 2d8. The crest yeah, so with of a, falafel with a, glows on your shield. <laughs> with a crit, yeah, you double the dice that you roll. You don't double the modifier, but you double the dice. That's 12, 24, 39. 39 points of damage? Uh, that's good. That is good. Yeah. Um, you bring children down and for a moment, just a fleeting moment, it flickers blue once again. And, um, you slash this thing diagonally from shoulder to hip and it opens this huge gash where all of his insides just kind of pour out. And he just stares at you open eyed, um, unbelieving that this, this (laughs) crazy hit just just got him and he falls flat on his face and you hear another one of those low horns that rings out across the arena nice can tug get his tusks out of his face because they're both like two and a half feet long right uh roll a strength hey carl can you yank these tusks out of this guy's (laughs) face you gonna allow that joe i mean i can't do it i I mean (laughs) mean, 
Strength. I believe you're also carrying a sword. Uh, That's true. Just throwing that out there. But how cool would it be if he tears him out after he just, like, cleft cleft him in twain? Got a 16. <laughs> that would be cool, too. Okay, yeah. You you managed to get one of them out with a 16. All right, you guys are out of uh, out of initiative. What I also do? want to snatch up his scimitar. Okay, yeah, you go ahead and take that as well. Okay. Um, so we have... I guess now we're... Well, here's my thing. Uh, do we want to approach Tens while he's working with the Owlbears? Because we might just freak him out. Right. I think we just wait and let him do his thing. I agree. Tens, we're going to, uh, or excuse me, Durf, we're going to defer to you. Um, let you do your Owlbear, uh, Owlbear uh, dance over there and let us know when we can get back in the action. When it's safe. All right. Uh, well, so I guess since we're out of initiative, we'll just say I run up to the the... Final Albear. I got Sparky. Artemis is what the brown one's name is. And I'm okay. going to name the black one Jeff. <laughs> Sparky, Artemis, and Jeff. What about Squish Velociraptor Malois? <laughs> 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 All right, Jeff. All right, so you um, you head towards this black Albear that you named Jeff. And um, he is just looking terrified at what has been going on around him. And he's like... Man, I'm done with this shit. Just just take the fucking key, man. I say, all right, you want to be friends? I mean, I can let you go, too. Friends? You you want to be friends with me? Yeah. Fuck. R- righteous. All right. Um, Instead of wasting another spell slot, can, like, the owlbears all sort of team up to try and yank his chain out so I don't have to use another spell? And while they're doing that, I'll, I'll just stroll over and grab the key. Okay, yeah, sure. So you dismount Sparky and Sparky and Artemis kind of like run over and start just pecking down at uh, this chain as you as you grab the key. Um, it's going to take them a while to break through, but yeah, you're good. You got the third key. You got all three keys now. So, Joe, quick question. Um, mm-hmm. The tower thing in the middle, revolving platforms, all that, and the three chests are at the top, correct? Correct. Okay, yes. so um, <clears throat> with that knowledge, um, I believe my dexterity is amongst the highest in our group, um, and there's still mm-hmm. two or three combatants that we don't know about. So do you guys maybe want me to go up and you guys watch the base of the tower and I'll just start unlocking all the chests and bringing the stuff down? Yeah, we'll do like an yeah. owlbear patrol while you acrobatics, <laughs> etc. your way up. Cool. Um, all right. I, I think that's a strong play. Sweet. So, so you're going to take all three keys? Uh, all three keys, and I'm going to start to scale this thing. Um, and depending on when I open a chest, what's in it, I'll either drop it down to the ground. Like, I'll tell the guys, like, you know, I'll either drop it down to the ground or if it's fragile or whatever, uh, you know, bring them back down one at a time or however we need to do that. Um, but either way, leaving us uh, pretty well protected around the middle. Okay, sweet. Um, so you rush over to Durf, and he hands you all three keys. Um, the tower is spinning, so there's six levels of this tower. Um, and I assume, like, Carl and Durf, you guys are just kind of, like, taking these owl bears in circles around the base of the tower? That's what Durf can do. I'm going to actually move to the base of the tower. Mm-hmm. That way to maybe see better if somebody hops on one of these platforms, but also when he does open these chests, gives him somebody already there to drop stuff down to. Okay, sweet. All right. Um, yeah, so you, you start climbing up these platforms. Give me a um, either an acrobatics or an athletics check. Uh, so I get to, I get to choose because that's yeah. very different for me. Whichever one is, I mean, you're just climbing and jumping up, so. Okay. Uh, 20, non-natural. Wow, okay, nice. Um, so you end up, you are able to kind of like, leap off the bottom tower onto your hands on the second one and do a couple little front flips off and just catch yourself onto a third platform that's coming towards you. Um, and now you're spinning on the, the third level. And at the base of the tower, Carl, you see coming from the rocks, kind of like stumbling forward, um, you see Eve. And she's just kind of like coming to from this unconscious state. And she's coming towards you. Where am I relative to her? Because I don't know we're friends. Or did Carl you're tell me much, we're friends? You're pretty much on the other side of the tower with your owlbears hanging out. So can I even so you see don't her? really see this. You can't really see this. Okay. No. Well, only three can survive. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, since neither Tug nor Durf died, uh, I'm gonna pull out my bow and uh, attempt to hit on Eve. Okay. Damn. That's the That's unsexiest brutal. pickup line of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's still all a virgin, right. okay? Gosh. Bros before. Eve. Doppelgangers. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's only a six. Your, your heart wasn't six? in it. Yeah. Your heart wasn't okay. in murdering your friend. <laughs> you um, you uh, pull back your bow. Um, and let an arrow fly, and it goes right past above her right shoulder, and she looks up at you with just these eyes of betrayal. It was a warning shot. Like, she's looking at you with this look of, why, Carl, why? Just play it off like Um, you're acting like Cupid. (laughs) Um, And as she looks, her her eyes turn from a sadness to to a deep hatred, Um, and she rushes towards you with her claws drawn and leaps onto you and rolls a 16. I, I guess I don't have my shield out or what? Like, no, I, no, then. Okay. It's a hit. Okay. Then that hits. Yeah. And she is just kind of like slashing down at your face, uh, just screaming in, in, in hatred to you. And she's going to do uh, six points of damage. Okay. So what do you want to do now? Uh, do I hear all that? Um, yeah, probably now. Um, should, should, I, should we roll initiative? Can I rally the troops? Well, let, let Carl go one more time, and then um, we'll just say you're on your way with the troops. <laughs> all right, well, she's kind of, she's basically on me. Um, I'm going to try and pull out Chillrend and uh, kind of slash at her midriff, try and okay. create some space, maybe damage her. A little more. All right, roll it. Eleven. Uh, that does not hit. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> so you end up slashing at her, and you just catch her with the hilt of your sword, which kind of pushes her off of you, uh, and she lands to the ground but doesn't do any damage. Uh, Durf, at this time, at this point, you come around the corner with three badass owl bears right behind you. Um, what would you like to do? I I, I want to yell, "Come on, boys, let's stampede that bitch." <laughs> All right, um, and they each look at each other with grunts and sprint after Eve, and I'll roll three attacks here. Oh, fuck, natural 20. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she, she, she falls under the first who is, and it, it is Sparky who is first in the pack um, and just falls under uh, her, her uh, Sparky's feet as she is just smashed into smithereens by um, all three owlbears, and Carl kind of jumps out of the way. And you hear another horn ring across the arena. Two combatants left. And I'll say, uh, you know, I know I told you guys I'd take you to some bodies, so just go ahead and eat up. <laughs> they they do it. It's delicious. Uh, Tug. Um, so I'm on the third platform of six. Um, yes, I when I saw the kerfuffle below me, I ch- stepped to the edge of the platform, getting ready to hit a Macho Man esque elbow drop from the third platform. Um, then saw the owl bears, uh, the owl bears, quote trample <laughs> that bitch, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll continue my quest upwards okay. and onwards. All right, sweet. Uh, roll another acrobatics. Twenty four. Okay, yeah, you manage to, um, I, I think what happens now is you you hop up to other platforms, you time it just right, and as the, the platforms are kind of spinning around, you get up to one, um, and you get up to the second one, and as you reach the second one, the entire world just goes black. You can still hear the sounds of the crowd and the sounds of your platform spinning around in circles, um, but you are in complete darkness with your eyes open. And the other two, you guys, you look up and you see this as well. It's just like a black sphere that is surrounding Tug, um, like 15 feet on on each side. Okay, Dang. so um, I'm assuming perception applies to all senses, correct? Yeah, sure. Um, and the platforms have to be revolving around something. Um, right. Can I make my way to like the trunk of it? 
kind of maybe like perceive here as the platforms go by and like, it, a, can I like reach? Yeah, so you want to move, you want to move in this darkness. So give me a, um, give me a perception check. I, I mean, to be noted, I want to do it in a fashion. So like, I'm not walking back towards the trunk, you know, laying down, crawling or whatever to give myself a okay. reasonable base here. So I yeah. will do a perception check real quick. Ooh, gentlemen's five. Okay, <laughs> not a good. <laughs> you um you, as soon as the, this darkness hits, you drop to the ground and start just army crawling, uh, just try to try to get away from this, um, just to try to get somewhere. Um, and you reach the edge and you feel a hard kick to your side as you go tumbling off of this. Um, and you're gonna take. I have slow fall. You're going to take four damage from the kick. Okay. Um, and as you tumble over, uh, the darkness kind of peels away from you. And now you can see more of the arena and you see this this sphere on the platform kind of like spin around and away from you. And you fall down two levels. So you're back on the third level prone. Um, and you look up and you see a, um, a creature who's about six feet tall and he wears long, like dark blue and black robes with a lot of different like sashes that come from uh, the top of his head and his arms, just kind of like trails of cloth coming from this. And in his hand, in his left hand is a golden key. And you reach down into your pockets to your side and you realize you only have two keys left. Buddy, this is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Welcome to Halfway Through, Episode 13. I uh, hope you're enjoying the action. Uh, probably only have another maybe one episode after this in the Red Sands arc. Um, and then the boys are heading back to the Arcane Tower. Uh, so what we're doing is we're taking requests for fishery and brewery items. If you've got something you want to submit, we might read it out on the show, give you a little shout out. Um, so you can do that by submitting, uh, you can email us at the taverncast at gmail.com. You can post something to our Twitter, uh, tweet at us at YMIA Tavern. Uh, the best option would be to go to our Reddit subreddit, which you should subscribe to and find the post entitled the brewery and fishery shop items and post something there. So sweet. Can't wait to hear what you come up with. Um, today we're going to do a little promo pause. We've got something uh, pre-recorded from another actual play podcast. And this podcast is called A Quest for Magic and Steel. Enjoy. A Quest for Magic and Steel, a family-friendly adventure where six people play the tabletop game of Dungeons and Dragons. The Game Master, Amara, her sister, brother, dad, and two friends take on the roles of their characters as they voice act and use improv to tell the story of these misfit adventurers. If you like D&D, this is an easy must-listen. And if you're not into D&D or have never played, that's okay, because this game is based more on the storytelling and role-playing than it is on the strict rules of the traditional game. Find it on any podcast player for any device or listen directly from the website www.magicandsteel.com. That's S T E E L E. Don't forget the last E for entertainment. So definitely go check out their show when you're done here. Right now we want to give a special shout out to our two new top level level patrons, Andre K and Jacob Torres. Uh, you get this level if you donate $15 or more a month, and a future NPC is going to be named after them. Just have to figure out who that's going to be. So thanks, guys. Thanks a bunch.
Um, if you want to be a, a patron to our show, if you if you really are a fan of our show and just want to give a dollar, it's just a dollar commitment a month, um, any little bit helps, go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. So thanks in advance for doing that. Um, in addition to that, you can support our show by giving us an iTunes or Stitcher review. We have been posting some newer reviews that we've gotten, and we just love the feedback and love that you guys are loving the show. So um, do that. Join all our subreddit, reddit.com slash YMIA Tavern. You can find us on show, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at YMIA Tavern to stay connected with the show um, and talk to us and talk to other fans. One last thing I want to mention, um, I actually did an interview recently with David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Fandom podcast. It should be going up the same day this episode airs. So if you're listening to this and need something to listen to afterwards, you get a little sneak peek uh, behind the scenes action of You Meet in a Tavern. We talk about actual play podcasts um, and D&D in general. So so go check that out. Tales from the Fandom podcast. Uh, look for Look for the You Meet in a Tavern episode. Okay, I think that's it for me as far as this little mid-roll goes. Um, Enjoy the rest of episode 13, and we'll see you in the finale to the Red Sands arc in about two weeks. Thanks a lot. Peace out. Let's go with, we'll keep the same initiative that we did before with Durf. Carl, why don't you roll initiative? 21. Okay. Um, and then Tug, why don't you roll initiative as well? 20. 20? Damn, nice. All right, Durf, you're up. So, so what do I see from where I am? You see a um, pitch blackness sphere pitch black sphere surrounding um the tower on the fifth level you also see a creature the same creature that that tug does um just below it on the fourth level just below the sphere kind of spinning around um tug is prone on the third level and then you and the owl bears and carl are all pretty much right next to each other at the base of the tower uh okay so as the crow flies how far am i from the creature you are five levels away, so probably 30 feet straight up. Um, okay. And is he standing on the edge? Like, I can see him? I could, yeah. if I hit mm-hmm. him with a spell, I could hit him? If it's within 30 feet, yeah, probably. Okay, uh, I'm going to use... Uh, and you have to time see. it right, because this, this these platforms are, are kind of spinning around. Um, so he is just, like, if you imagine you're looking up, and this platform is just about to turn the corner so that you can you you kind of lose him lose sight of him in how many like in two seconds or like Like pretty much after your after your turn he'll be on the other side you have just enough time to do an action before he turns um and how far is he from the edge of the platform behind him the platforms are only like 10 feet wide okay good i'm gonna i'm gonna take a shot at gust of winding him oh nice okay which what does is, this do? Which is a line of strong winds, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasts in a direction I choose for up to a minute. And um, each creature... Well, okay, so is his turn going to start? Because it's each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from you. Um, We'll just say, since you're casting this, if it hits him, he's going to be pushed right away. Okay. Well, so it's not an attack, it's a strength saving throw. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you you so you don't have to make a roll. Sweet. So you blast this gust of wind that comes straight out of your palm and kind of swirls around up towards the platform, and he makes a strength saving throw. So he rolls a uh, fourteen. Fourteen does it. 
Okay, so he's saved. So he gets blasted back just a little bit, um, but he ends up clinging on to the back of the platform as it spins around this tower, and you lose sight of him. Okay. Carl, you're up. I'm going to uh, attempt to scale up to the third level to get next to Tug. Okay, give me a um, acrobatics or athletics. 23. Yeah, you you get up to the third level. Um, you time it so that you kind of uh, come across as these t- as these um, platforms are spinning towards you. You just kind of leap, leap up and pull yourself up three levels up, and now you're standing above Tug, who's kind of like um, holding his side, laying on the ground. So Tug, at this point, since Carl took his turn and that took a little bit of time, you see um, on the platform, on the level of platforms that are spinning above you, you can kind of see um, uh, the creature who is just pulling himself up um, on one level above you guys coming around the corner. So you're you're about to kind of be head on with with uh, you're about to be directly underneath the platform that he's on. So I can make my way to the platform he is on. That's not the fifth well, one where there's the thing that blinds me. The fifth one is the black sphere. He is on the fourth um, and the platforms are spinning. So you're not really making your way. You're just kind of waiting and they look like they're about to approach each other. So your platform's just about to pass underneath his. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, you tell me, but you know, can I like grab on and try and like swing myself up? to kind of do a similar tripping maneuver that I did to the to the orc. So not like an attack, but kind of like a trying to knock him prone by like kicking out his legs as, yeah, as part sure. of my like swinging up onto the platform. You could uppercut him in the balls. Sounds like he's in perfect position to be uppercutting the balls. I'm, I'm going to jump, grab the platform and try and just swing myself up in in, in a way where I can make a hopefully make an action since I'm only going up one platform. Okay. We'll start, we'll start, we'll start there. 22. Yeah. You end up doing this. I mean, I'm going to say since like, so basically how I built this was the higher you roll, the more you can do. So since you rolled a 22, um, you would normally be able to go up three platforms, but you're only trying to do one platform to get up to him. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and make an attack as well. So you, you leap pretty easily from your platform onto his, uh, as he is kind of halfway up climbing, um, pulling himself up. And what do you want to do in addition to jumping up? Um, so he is, is he laying down, like getting himself back up? Mm -hmm. I just want to do kind of like a baseball slide type thing and try and kick him off the platform. Okay. All right. Um, roll an attack. Dexterity. 21. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How are you rolling above 20s like every fucking attack? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. You slide your foot forward and you catch him square in the face. Um, and he, as he's climbing up, he has this key in his hand and he falls backwards. Go ahead and do your damage. Uh, okay. I'm not too sure what that would be since it was like a, it was a kick. It's so maybe just like a D6. It's strike, so a D6. 1D4 plus. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. 1D4. Uh, six. Okay. Yeah, you kick him square in the face and it, you just leave like a foot mark on his nose. Um, and he gasps as he falls backwards and drops the key and the key kind of clings, uh, clinks in front of you on the same platform. And he falls down to the fourth landing almost landing on top of carl perfect um and it's okay so that's your action yep i'm just i'll snatch up the key whenever i have a free moment obviously all right cool uh all right so this guy um falls almost right next to carl and gets up and is going to look up at you tug and then look down at you carl who he's facing and he is going to cast chill touch it's a cantrip he has and he's going to roll a 14. Does not hit Carl. Oh, all right. Does not hit. Uh, so he reaches these like long green fingers out to touch you on the chest. And you just like wax on slash <laughs> slam his hand away from you. And Durf, you're up. So I can use a bonus action while I'm still channeling this uh, gust of wind to change the direction that it blasts away from me. So I will, I guess, do that 
to again attempt to knock him off of the platform he's on. But I'll okay. do it carefully so that I won't get Carl stuck up in it. Well, I mean they're like they're like chest to chest, so if you're gonna do this, both of them are gonna have to make saves. <clears throat> well, okay, I won't. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. All right, Carl, make strength save. Let's roll. Just don't fuck it up. Twenty-two. Okay, um, this guy rolled a natural twenty. So your gust of wind shifts directions towards this platform, um, and he and Carl both stand strong as they're just blasted in the face with cold air. Okay. Well, that was a bonus action, so... Oh, okay. uh, (laughs) I will then... um, I'm going to stay down on the ground, but I will um, produce flame, which is cantrip, and uh, throw it at him. Okay, sweet. So, yep. Which is, what do I, it's a spell attack, so I do my wisdom. Plus your proficiency. Plus proficiency, so, oh, okay, you know what, I already have, I got it, cool, 20, not natural. Okay, yeah, you hit him with this blast, how much damage does it do? Uh, It's 1d8, and I, as I said, I lost my 1d8, so can somebody just roll that for me? (laughs) Dear dear God. Four. Okay, Okay. plus your uh, intelligence. Well, wisdom is my modifier. I don't wisdom. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Does it do plus my wisdom? I think so. It just right? says takes one d eight fire damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So four damage. So, um, yeah. So you catch you catch him in the uh, in the shoulder with this flame, and it starts to kind of burn up his cloak and singe, and gets on his neck, and his neck starts burning, and he pats it down really quick, but not before screaming out in pain. Carl. Uh, seeing as how this guy and I are face to face, and I'm pretty beat up, I'm just going to use uh, my lay on hands for the full amount to heal myself from 16 up to 36. Because I, okay. I don't know what this guy can do and I don't want to die. All right. So you quickly kind of just, you know, just, I'm just closing my eyes and raising my hand to my chest, you know, kind of just touching over my heart. Okay. For a brief second and then back at it. Yeah, I think your body like glows with this blue aura um, and you just look healthier. Tug, you're up. Can I still see from the fourth platform on the fifth platform if that orb of darkness is still there? Uh, Yeah, so it's so the way the platforms are rotating, it's kind of gone away from you and you see an empty platform coming towards you. Um, I will attempt to uh, bound up the last two platforms again. OK, roll a d20. A roll in acrobatics or athletics. Eight. Eight. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. You uh, you reach up. You you jump up to the second platform and um, like try to get your fingers up, and they just slip off, and you fall right back down where you were. Well, just shit. catching yourself before you fall even further. It is now this creature's turn, Carl. Uh, you are so close to this this creature now that you see its face and it is just this dark green dragon face. Um, just total, total reptilian features. Um, and it goes to open its mouth and this green slime flies out of it. And you need to make a, um, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 15. Fifteen. Okay, so you're gonna take um, half damage on a. You're gonna take two damage as just the little splash of acid falls on your face as you dodge to the left and around this creature. Durf, you're up. Okay. Um, how far is he from me now? Um, the platform that you're basically on the bottom level, I believe. I said they were on the first. Is that right? I thought they were on the third. Carl, what, what yeah, level are you went up, I went up to the third to catch up with Tug. Okay, yeah, Durf, you're still on the base. They're on the third level, and the platform's been spinning around. Um, so kind of as you've been doing these attacks, it's moved, and as Tug has been taking his action, um, the platform with Carl and this creature is just starting to come around the corner once again. And how far away from me are they? Um, let's see, three levels, probably about 20 feet. Okay, I'm going to try something new. Uh, I have a cantrip called Thorn Whip. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to use that on him. It has a range of 30 feet. Okay. Um, that will break my concentration for the gust of wind, so that'll stop right. happening. Uh, I create a long vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at my command toward a creature in range. I make a melee spell attack against him, and if it hits, uh, he takes 1d6 piercing damage, and if he is large or smaller, I pull him ten feet clo- up to 10 feet closer to me. Sweet. Okay, go ahead and do it. So how does how does a melee spell work? Do I still add Same my... Same thing. Okay, yep. 21. Yeah, that hits. Okay, I'm nice. going to... So I get him. I'm going to do 1d6, which will uh-huh. be... 4. Okay. And I'm just going to yank him off the platform down to the ground. Okay, so as you cast your whip out, it kind of wraps around his chest and pulls him away from Carl... Um, he's already dead. Otherwise I would make Carl, I would allow you to make a reactionary attack. Um, but you kind of see his eyes roll into the back of his head as these thorns kind of like wrap around and stick into his chest. Um, and as the whip comes back and he's pulled down off this third level platform, uh, the owl bears who had kind of finished up their little snack of Eve, Look up like baby birds as this, <laughs> as this creature kind of falls uh, limp right straight into their mouths and they just tear them apart. And another horn lays across the arena and you're out of initiative. How, how many of how many horns is that? We've got, is we there anybody got else? one left. So that's three one plus left. one. Okay. Um, by the way, is, was he carrying a staff? Uh, yeah, a quarter staff that kind of fell off to the ground as you pulled him across and it's pretty close to you about five feet away from you off to the left can i loot it see if it's worth whatever yeah um do a do a um arcana check i guess because you're trying to see if it's special in any way yeah 19 um okay yeah you uh you kind of search it's um search it for any kind of like glow or magic symbols uh you don't really find anything you're pretty sure it's just a plain old wooden staff all right but you I'll, can take it anyway i'll play fetch while kirk goes and gets the stuff i'm gonna play fetch with the uh owlbears okay <laughs> okay in the middle of an arena <laughs> yeah the crowd is not pleased <laughs> um all right carl and tug what do you guys want to do tug you're pretty close to the top yeah i'm gonna keep on my my initial mission that i just haven't really been able to succeed at all right, so you um, you don't need to really roll any checks anymore. You're out of initiative. Uh, you clamor yourself up to the middle of the tower, um, and you see there are three long um, kind of metal uh, arms that spring out in, in three different opposite directions. And at the end of these, they're about maybe 10 feet long, uh, and at the end of each of these arms is the platform. You see this wooden pedestal. That reaches up about three feet and a golden chest on top of each of them. And these these arms are fixed. They're not spinning. Um, well, I'll go to one of them, unlock it, and see what's inside. Okay. Um, so you you run towards the just the one directly in front of you. And you stick your key into the chest. And it doesn't open, but you feel this surge of energy as the chest glows. Even a more kind of like bright gold color um and this surge of energy travels from your hand all the way up to your neck and you hear a click as the collar around your neck uh breaks apart and falls to the ground with a clang okay um so okay so can the can i move using this chest that's already been whatevered activated or used up uh, can I move it off of the platform? Can I like move the chests, or are they like situated uh, no, in place? No, it's pretty fixed. Yeah, they're all pretty much like screwed together pretty tightly. Okay, um, I will uh, quickly make my way all the way back down and um, deliver the message to the boys. Like, you guys got to make this quest yourself. Uh, here are the keys. I'll stand guard while you guys go. Character voice. Oh, shit. God damn it. <laughs> are you are you going down to them or are you just calling off from the top of the tower? What do you? I mean, I, 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 might already, as, I might as well go down. I'll go down to Carl first. I'm already on the third level. Okay. Yeah. Bounce yeah, down to right, Carl. Cool. Carl, there's nothing in the chest. Once you unlock it, it deactivates your necklace thing. 
MacGuffin. <laughs> Here's your key. You start heading your way up. I'm going to go down to Durf. Hopefully I don't get killed by the owl bears. Send him up. I think this is how we uh, have to get the collars off. Plus, we still need to find that last person. So I'll keep guard. You go up. Here's your key. Hand him the key. Bound down the the rest of the way to go okay, talk so to you're Durf. At the base. Tell Durf. All right, Carl. What do you want to do after hearing this? Uh, I'm gonna take the key and attempt to scale up to that top level and see if I can get myself free. Okay, sweet. Yeah, same thing. You you climb from platform to platform, um, cl- uh, pulling yourself up to the middle of the tower. You take a left down your um, metal arm and reach the the um, the uh, golden chest and you put your key in feel the surge of energy that travels down your arm and up to your neck and you hear a click and your collar falls to the ground and then i'm going to wait there for Durf. that way okay. when he gets up there i can kind of protect him because there's okay. still a person out there sweet all right Durf. uh i'll tell uh sparky and sparky and the boys uh hey fellas just kind of patrol down here i'm gonna go up to the top of the tower I'll be back down. Uh, I point out Tug and say he's our friend too. Leave him alone, and um, I'll, we'll be back in a few minutes, okay? And then I'll, okay. I'll also climb up. All right, yeah. So you get up the tower, leaving Tug just sitting, <laughs> sitting there facing three giant owl bears, and he's just like, mm, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Durf, you climb to the top of the tower, um, and you pull yourself up, and you run towards the third chest, and. As you reach the chest, you're about five feet away. Um, you see across the platform behind this this um, pedestal, you see these two hands come up over the platform. And this small leg kind of loops up and this boy pulls himself up the platform and crawling from his back up to his shoulder is a small scrawny rat. And you recognize this boy because you just met this boy recently. Uh, it's the boy from the rags that you saw and, uh, stealing the bread and taught him everything you knew about small theft. And he is wearing one of these metal collars. Ah, oh, fuck. Kick his ass off the top. But he's got Eugene with him. Well, take Eugene. Eugene's yours. We're all friends. And Eugene, Eugene is ecstatic to see you. He hops up off the shoulder and is just like, Durf, Durf, man. Oh, man, I thought I lost it. What happened? Where, where you been? What's going on? Uh, well, I was just about to win this whole thing, and then you guys showed up, and now uh, one of us has to get our heads chopped off. So not going well at the moment. Uh, <laughs> what have you guys been up to? And Eugene goes, um, oh, yeah, this guy has been helping me out through this whole place. We we hid. We heard a whole bunch of fighting and shit going down. Um, this tower looked like somewhere we needed to go to get some higher ground. And so so now we're here. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and as he says this, you see out of the corner of your eye, um, the red light on your collar starts blinking faster and faster. And you look up at the hourglass and there's only a little bit of sand left. Like the last bits of sand are falling down. Well, here's the score, fellas. Um, there's one key left. Whichever one of us opens this chest with the key, uh, our, our, our collar will fall off. And uh, whoever does not open the key, the chest with the key, uh, the collar will chop his head off. I think I mean, we're pretty sure that's what's going to happen. So kind of an awkward situation here. Um, Shit. Let's roll initiative. That's not good. No. <laughs> this is Durf. I'm on the platform too, right? Yeah, I mean, you see this going on, but I will remind you, you're a paladin as a character. So I, don't... <laughs> I agree. If only Tug Mugbar was up there. I want to do, do this with Durf. I'll Durf. give him the key. I give the kid the key. Holy shit. Uh, and I'm like... And if we can figure out some way to get me out of this thing, too, let's maybe figure that out in the next, like, 10 seconds. But um, I, I, you know, I can't just stand here and watch you get your head chopped off. You're, you know, just a, just a kid. You helped my pet rat out. Um, so Not your I pet anymore if you're dead. That's true. Sweet. Okay, so Eugene looks at you with these teary eyes. 
Um, and he he believes everything you said. And he's like, Durf, Durf, no, say it ain't so. We you, you can't end this relationship like this. We got we got a whole campaign to get through. I know, I know. But uh, I think it's in character for me to give the key away. Well, hey, why don't you hop up on my back and take a look at this fucking thing? See if you can get it off me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Eugene uh, climbs up your pant leg um, up to your shoulder and he starts like peeking around as you hand the key to the boy and the boy doesn't really know what to do. He's just stunned and there are just mere seconds left. Um, And at the last second, like the last four grains of sand are coming out of this this um, this hourglass. The boy all of a sudden grabs your arm real tight and shoves the key into the chest And as the key enters the chest, this wave of energy um, comes out of the chest and crosses the boy's chest uh, in his neck and his collar falls off. And then it passes through his body and up your arm and up to your neck. And with a click, your collar is released as well and falls with a clang to the ground. Sweet. Good call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the crowd is just going ballistic there. Some are screaming uh, like hateful. It sounds like hateful noises. Um, But all of a sudden, a hush falls heavy over the entire arena. Um, As you hear a single slow clap from Karsis's pavilion. And you look over and the... Carsis approaches the platform where he originally gave his speech um, and you feel a jerk and a rumble uh, derf and Carl as the tower below transforms back into a single pillar. So the platforms are kind of like folding back in into the tower and the tower slowly lowers itself back down to the sand floor um, where you come into into contact with with Tug and the three owlbears that are there. And you look up at Carsis. And you see this amulet and tug once again, your hands kind of burn as this amulet pulsates furiously with this purple glow as he speaks. And he speaks with a lot more anger in his in his voice. Um, And he says, uh, how very noble of you, my friends, but rules are rules and laws are laws. The rule is only three. If you want your freedom, you will obey. How far away from me is he? Like 200 feet. He's up above the pit. I'm going to yell, fuck you. Okay. In character? Yeah. All right. And like a, a, a gasp rings out around the crowd um, as his amulet pulsates even more furiously and furiously. And his eyes narrow. Um... And the, you can see this amulet kind of like grow almost in his chest. It's flashing every few seconds from purple to this bright gold. And all of a sudden, these veins of gold lightning start stretching out from the, the amulet across his chest, like filling his blood vessels with this golden light. And he says, very well, then you will all die. And he pushes his hand straight up into the air. And from the ground around you in a circle um, appear like 20 of these gray creatures, um, all armored. They kind of look like their faces are completely blank, just just like this plain gray skin that's folded over their eyes and their mouths. And they wear helmets and they have these, these rotten and chipped blades and armor. Um, and they're staring straight at you, just totally surrounding you three and the owl bears. I'm gonna yell, "You two chicken shit to come down here yourself!" Uh, and he just stands there and gets even more angry. And you see this gold lightning kind of string out from his chest, and now it's kind of pulsating down his arms and down his legs. And he says, "Kill them!" And the gray creatures stare straight at you three in the center of this circle. Um, And as they take a step forward, Tug, you hear a familiar sound of a metal weapon flying through the air, singing. You then hear this 
as this metal weapon flies around these gray creatures, lopping off their heads one by one. And as these heads fall to the ground, the creatures just crumble into dust. You see this boomerang fly back in the hands of a hooded figure that's emerging from the red boulders. Three more shapes emerge from the rocks behind her. Aaron's speckled gray hair dances above a body of thick leathers, a pair of scimitars gripped tightly in his hands. To her right, to Bree's right, is Simon, wielding a staff taller than he is. A loose cloth vest covers a surprisingly muscular frame for an old man. The third figure is less recognizable. He is a dark-skinned brute of a man, standing twice as tall as Bree, wearing simple clothes. His head is shaved, revealing a massive scarred gash that stretches from the top of his skull down the left side of his face, partially hidden by a thick black patch that covers his left eye. Uh, One by one, dozens more figures dressed in rags emerge on either side of you, coming through all the red boulders around the arena. It's over, Karsis. It's time to end this. life we are friends for life Mm-mm-mm-mm. simon says that we are free Carsis, fuck you <laughs> glad to see bry is back and aaron the aaron me lows uh, 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 uh. break dance moves get my get my cardboard box we dancing now that i have your attention i want to give you a uh, special shout out to our five dollar patreon supporters Vitaly Vasilyuk, our newest one. That's a fucking awesome name. Austin Alba, David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Fandom podcast, Connor Breeden, Joe Quickle from the Dad D&D podcast, Justin Jimenez, Kevin McCluskey, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you want to be a patron to our show and get your name shouted out here, uh, go to patreon.com slash tavern. And now that we're at the end, take a couple seconds to leave us an iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it. See you guys in two weeks.